politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready to fight anew for our life, liberty, property, and right to be treated as human beings. This is humanity versus inhumanity, subhumans. And folks, I am so happy at this time to be part of this family of humanity. This is not just a show. This is a movement. This is a brotherhood. We are the sons of liberty of our time. Daniel Horowitz back here today, Thursday at Blaze Media. And amazingly, we went to number 27 of all books around on Amazon. Number one political book. It's still maybe it's hovering in the 40s now, but it's still number one political. Folks, you guys are generous, amazing buying copies for yourself, buying copies for those in your uh, orbit, for your representatives. This is unbelievable. And again, I need you guys to give a five-star rating on Amazon. We already have people that didn't even buy the book, just messing it up. We know they're going to do that. Um, Request your library, uh, purchase it and display it. You can do that online. And as always, tweet Nuremberg 2, hashtag Nuremberg 2, to make this a movement. We're fighting on tons of the legislative ideas. A lot of you have commented that this is not just a riveting read and very well put together, emotional, but it's also forward-looking. And forward-looking is what we need. Today, we're going to focus on the Ohio Chernobyl, which we've been, you know, I've been tweeting about for a number of days, and I... Uh, wanted to do a show on it. I'm going to try to get on in a couple minutes uh, a resident of East Palestine itself to figure out what's going on on the ground. But like everything else, folks, once you understand what the government did to us with COVID, the Ohio Chernobyl is a natural outgrowth, even if they didn't purposely plan it or cause it, which we don't know, uh, but certainly you can't rule it out. But just like with COVID, as you start piecing together information, this doesn't make sense. Wait a minute. Like They're giving an excuse, but that's insane. And then you put it together, and then how it continues going on well after the facts on the ground refuted, just like with COVID. People are already feeling sick. So, And, and, and still they're like, no, no problem, no problem. <clears throat> Nor- Norfolk Southern and their contractor going around there saying nothing, no problem, even with the water. And even the governor is saying, eh, you know, wouldn't drink from the water. What in the world? The White House still hasn't commented. The Department of Transportation, the EPA administrator, hasn't given a national press conference. This is insane, but it's going to keep going on until we force this issue of COVID fascism to the brink and expose the true malevolence of our government and force a political solution. Now, folks, I am very excited. Um, We're re-upping our partnership for the first time this year with Patriot Academy. This is really amazing. A lot of you uh, went on trips with me the last two years on the Patriot Academy Constitution Defense Handgun Training. We go out for five days, uh, Sunday through Thursday. We train out uh, with the best training all day on how to draw from a holster, um, how to win a defensive situation, uh, focus on drills, honing in on your marksmanship, your muscle memory, and you meet the best patriots around the world, people from this audience, and yours truly. 
Well, until now, we've been doing it out in Nevada at Front Sight. Now, I'm very excited to announce that Patriot Academy has their own campus in Fredericksburg, Texas. So I have the most listeners here from Texas of all states. So you guys in Texas have no excuse not to come. Uh, if you go to patriotacademy.com slash Daniel, you'll find out all the information on the logistics of the course, the cost, um, the there's and now they do it. They're going to have it like a few times a month because it's on their campus. So the first one, the inauguration is April 23rd. So it's a Sunday through Thursday. I will be there if you want to meet me and shoot together, hone in your marksmanship. Now's the time. Uh, PatriotAcademy.com slash Daniel to register. It's $100 a day. So it's $500 for a full five days of shooting. We study the Constitution at night. This is when we can get together, work on our uh, Liberty Strike Force teams. We can get to know each other. Again, you can meet me. Normally, a course like this costs $2,500, but because it's a not-for-profit Christian conservative organization, uh, it is subsidized by donors. They, they help build this campus. Um, so you, you do still have to take care of your accommodations for lodging, find hotels, or uh, you know VRBO within Fredericksburg, Texas. But in the coming months, they are going to build accommodations as well. Uh, with donor, you know, help, and then that way, literally, five hundred bucks, you can get this amazing, amazing course. So this is the one way to meet me because I rarely go out. So again, PatriotAcademy.com/Daniel. We'll talk about this more. And and if you guys have logistical questions about it, you're interested, you could let me know. Daniel Horowitz at Startmail.com, and I'll forward it to to Rick Green and his boys who are who are taking care of this. So, folks. What you need to understand about the outgrowth of COVID fascism to um, to this environmental catastrophe, you need to understand that the type of fascism we live in today, it's not a matter of, oh, they're just communists, they, they like being in control, or they like this, they like that. Because if you're into environment that you're going to spend $27 billion now on a greenhouse gas program to make carbon dioxide, which is something that you can't live without a pollutant, this would be the Super Bowl of environmental activism. You know, we just passed Greta Thunberg's book. Where, where is Greta? Where is all these people? They're doing nothing about this. People are already getting sick. And this is before you get to the cancers that the, all these chemicals cause over the long term. Exactly like the COVID shots. We see the destruction short term. You can imagine long term. And look, you know, we're, we're going out, Patriot Academy, this gun training, and it's great to protect from thugs, but I'll tell you... <laughs> You know, your guns are going to protect you from self-spreading viruses, self-spreading vaccines, and chemical explosions that the government orders. But this is the type of fascism we're living in, where they turn on and off the spigot from hot to cold. Oh, if it destroys our liberty and lives to make uh, something natural like carbon dioxide a pollutant, we're going to do it. But then when you have hydrochloric acid... Hey, no problem, buddy. Go home. And not only that, we're going to make the explosion 
I want you to listen to this clip of Governor DeWine. So it's the feds, but it's also the state. DeWine's a dirtbag that locked everyone down, even you know, closed outdoor events for COVID. But this, he's like, go home immediately. He even, now, now he's walking things back a little bit, which, by the way, contradicts what um, Norfolk Southern is saying. But he was asked at a press conference about the decision to blow up as he calls it, a controlled burn. Take a listen. All right, we'll go to the online questions. Hi. Hi, yeah, this is Matthew Cunningham Cook with The Lever. Uh, Just wondering, who besides Norfolk Southern was consulted on in this decision to do controlled release? Was there independent information collected by either the state of Ohio or the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania that allowed you to make a decision about the controlled release independent of what was being provided to you by Norfolk Southern? Yeah, we we consulted, as I indicated, we consulted. uh, The Ohio National Guard was consulting directly with the Defense Department. Uh, The modeling was very important. We wanted to know exactly what uh, the ramifications of the modeling would be uh, or of the explosion would be. Uh, So, yes, we, we reached out to every expert that certainly that we could find. So, folks, he makes it very clear this wasn't like Helter Skelter, that they had the military input. It's hard to tell who ultimately made the decision, but they had the military involved. This doesn't make, make any sense. I'm just going to tell you it makes no sense. You don't just blow it up. Oh, we don't want the shrapnel to get around, but they already evacuated that area. The plume is going to go much farther than the shrapnel and is going to get into every particle of air shrapnel is dangerous at the at the time but if you evacuate the area you evacuate the area doesn't make any sense you know like we believe things oh you know like with covid all this stuff like on the surface it kind of makes sense and then when you think about it for more than a second it's insane and when you start peeling back the layers it's almost like wait a minute how far back does this go was the derailment natural again they derail all the time we have no evidence of that yet, but you know, you, you, you really got to wonder. But we know for sure that they made a concerted effort to blow it up. Who could think that's okay? And then if you're going to do that, you evacuate a big area and you 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 sit and test it before. Even the fake testing they're doing, by the way, run by corrupt subcontractors. Um, what's that contractor for for uh, Norfolk Southern that was involved in the BP spill? The Center for uh, Toxicology and Environmental Health, CTEH, and they say they're independent, but they're working for Norfolk Southern. They're making them sign waivers. They don't want liability, just like with COVID. It's the same play, same play, that you have this fake private, that private control of our lives, but it's not private. It's the government. The government props them up. Where's FEMA? Where's EPA? And again, to the extent that now it has become a big news story, it was 10 to 12 days later, only after Tucker and others blew it up, and still there's no national press conferences and whatever, and still they're all lying to them. 
But even the governor who's been horrible on this is already contradicting what they're saying. They're saying the, the, the water is no problem even in East Palestine, much less along the Ohio River Basin. And, and you know, 100 to 200 miles away. Folks, that's what you need to understand. The very same people. Do you know what ESG stands for? We forget. We use the acronym. The, the E is environmental. Did you know Norfolk Southern last year put out a whole thing on ESG? Like all these big corporations. And they're now responsible for the worst environmental disaster probably in American history. And God knows what the long-term effect of this is. And guess what? They, they, they get to push ESG. That's the beauty of it. They could kill you from a virus and the vaccine and say, we need to save people. We need to make sure you're protecting yourself and others. Wait, what? Like you would think the one ancillary benefit of everything we've been through is that at least we're going to be safe from real environmental toxins. No. The very same people destroying your life and liberty over fake toxins will then destroy your life with real toxins. And I want to read a passage from, from The Rise of the Fourth Reich that ties into it. First, our other sponsor today, Masterworks. Folks, with inflation insane, you need to have a good investment just to stay up, just stay to par, um, you know, and not have your savings eat out 6.5% of your your value. Um, but before you worry about your nest eggs, you can't even afford a dozen eggs. Where do you turn to? A stock market that's, that's stalled out at, at a relative record high? Bonds, where do you go to? So we're looking for things, alternative economies. We talk about gold. Masterworks is a novel idea. They've unlocked one of history's most exclusive investments, blue chip art. It previously was only millionaires and billionaires. You had to you know, purchase these expensive paintings. Now you can invest as a shareholder in you know, things like famous art, um, you know, you know, artists like Banksy and Picasso. These shares of paintings can act as stores of value, potential growth in these turbulent times. Even some investors who are brand new to art investing have been able to realize amazing results. I know um, our producer here, Chris, has done that as well. I'm currently looking into their packet, and I want you to do the same thing by going to masterworks.art slash conservative review. Um, as a trusted partner, we secured this exclusive invitation for our readers, so you could read up on it, no obligation, info kit, so you can understand it before you get into it. Um, they've already scored 11 sales on um, on their art uh, paintings, and each one has been profitable. They've returned tens of millions to investors in 2022. They're getting the attention of Forbes, CNBC. Very much something to watch. Masterworks.art slash conservative review. Don't allow your pot of money to become like the people of uh, East Palestine. So, folks, I'm going to read to you a passage uh, later on in the book. For those of you who haven't gotten there yet. Page 327. People often bristle when you draw upon the Nazi comparison to describe what has transpired with COVID fascism. They believe that genocidal fascism is somehow limited only to the state targeting a particular race or ethnicity. But fascism doesn't have to always be rooted in race. Miriam Webster defines fascism as, quote, 
a political philosophy movement or regime that exalts nation and often often race above the individual and that stands for a centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression of opposition. This is exactly what we are seeing in Western countries via COVID today. It's not a matter of targeting any one race, but creating a standard of national interests and proclaiming proclaiming that anyone who doesn't subscribe to those interests, even if they affect one's body in the most intimate way, is a threat to the nation and needs to be segregated, discriminated against, persecuted, and suppressed. It's not about equal opportunity authoritarianism, because it is directly directed solely at those who don't fit the national standards. Thus, we are witnessing the worst influx of illegal immigration and domestic crime precisely during the time of the most heavy-handed authoritarianism against some citizen, citizens. This is anarchy mixed with tyranny, and we've talked about the anarcho-tyranny a lot. Furthermore, at the same time we suffered from the most autocratic stay-at-home order of all time, to the point that people couldn't properly bury their grandparents with even a modest funeral, we experienced the greatest ubiquitous mass gatherings in history through BLM protests and riots. At the same time that hospitals can deny kidney transplants to those without the shots, Catholic hospitals are being forced to offer castration operations. At a time when schools can expel a student for not covering his breathing or getting the shots, the school is sanctioned from preventing men from entering female bathrooms. Hence, you are either with the total state and the spirit of the age, or you are against it. Nothing less than total submission and compliance will be tolerated, and anything less is considered opposition. And yes, if you are against them, you may as well be a Jew in Nazi Germany. Nazism doesn't have to be born out of a subhuman regard for one particular race. It can also target a behavior or those who make certain medical, social, or political choices. And folks, that's what the anarcho-tyranny is. It's not a matter of we have a very, you know, regulatory state, big government, socialism government, even cronyism. Because you'll take the biggest environmental state and then environment, environment, greenhouse gas, billions of dollars, upend cars, upend every product, service, building material, take trillions out of the economy, ruin the quality of life, ruin the quality. I mean, literally go back 100 years in quality of products and, and, and standard of living. Make people live without power, cause this, this energy crisis. And then you b- purposely blow up the worst chemicals you could imagine with combustion and rather, rather than cleaning it up, evacuate a tiny area, have it blow sky high, and immediately bring them back. And even the minimal things that the fake testing they're doing now is all because of, uh, you know, um, be- because of the pressure. They, they were going to go... Do you know what it's like to go 10 to 12 days after something like this without full court press and a federal response in the era we live in where the feds get involved in everything? It's utterly, utterly insane. Something, it it doesn't smell right here. It's worse than we even think. It's worse than we think, and I, I think we all know that. So anyway... This uh, Norfolk Southern is going around now saying, see, it's kind of like with the COVID shots. It's like you want to say, well, well, Daniel, I I understand there's this and this, but it's not quite as bad. Here's why I don't think it's going to be quite as bad. 
But when you get up there and say, it's 100% effective, nothing, they didn't kill a single person, then we know there's something going on. I mean, now we know anyway, but I'm talking about when they did this at the time. When we saw right away, stuff was going on. So, it's interesting, they put out this packet um, that evidently they're sending around, that's being, being passed around the internet. Have the streams and creeks... It, are, are my children at risk? No. Am I at risk for long-term health effects? No. Have the streams and creeks been impacted? The downstream creeks and streams do not supply drinking water, so any impact to surface water does not pose a threat to your drinking water. Done. Categorical. Done. Even the governor said he'd drink bottle, bottle water. I've seen dead fish. Does that mean the drinking water is not safe? Your drinking water is safe. The creeks have nothing to do with it. Will vinyl chloride or other substances remain within my home or my property? No. <laughs> um, they evaporate quickly. I mean, they're literally, they're saying this, they're passing this around now. Will my home smell bad? No. Um, <laughs> and it is. Um, what else do we have here? Do-do-do-do-do. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a whole packet they have here. And I'm just trying to get some of the synopsis for you, but, you know, before we bring on our guest. Um, can I turn my home furnace on? Yes, you can. What about my house plants and other vegetation? Air monitoring indicates no danger. You're good. Um, you know, what about the streams? Some of the substances associated with the derailment may have spilled into sulfur run. Water sampling is being conducted to determine the nature and extent um, of impact on sulfur run or any other areas. Um, but you're good. You're good. You're good to go. The downstream creeks and streams do not supply drinking water. This is not a problem. I mean, folks, what is going on here? But I just want to tell you, this is the regulatory capture we live in. See, if you didn't, the point is this, if I want to run a disaster cleanup consulting firm, something like this, if I want to run something like this, I can't just get together capital, have and, and offer the best product with the best service, safe, efficient, whatever. No, the government is very involved in that. And there's barriers to entry that the government has created. Okay? So... When you have a private sector now, this is what's so scary. We don't have a private sector anymore. It's not private. It's all manipulated by government. And they turn on and off the switch of regulation as needed. Oh, you have carbon dioxide? That's like giving everyone cancer. Oh, you have the most carcinogenic chemicals blow up? No problem, buddy. Do what you want. Pfizer, the point is... Pfizer was a glimpse into everything else. Now, Pfizer's the worst because they're not on the hook for liability. These guys are. They're trying to get people to sign waivers, but they don't have to. They're on the hook. But Pfizer was a glimpse into the fact that it's not... We always thought we have a very, you know, over-regulation. And we do. But it's worse than that. It's over-regulation to the point that it stifles any market competition to force better and safer and more efficient and cost-effective products. So once government shields you from that, now it's captured. So it, it's this one-two step between 
following regulations, but wink and nod, turning a blind eye when they want to. Our entire government is captured. Again, in each sphere of industry, who works on the corresponding correlating or in the correlating government agencies, it's people in those industries. So there's a lot more to say, but I do want to get to our guest today. So, folks, our interview segment today is sponsored by Patriot Mobile, longtime partner here. Uh, there's no excuse for not making the change from one of the big three carriers. When you talk about big tech promoting censorship, promoting ESG, promoting all of this stuff, guess what? It is the big three, T-Mobile, Verizon, AT&T. It doesn't have to be that way. You could support those that support your values and get the same service. Patriot Mobile, again, America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. Um, And here's the thing. I mean, you can access, if you want, if you want to stick with the big three um, but hate their values, you could actually access them through Patriot Mobile They offer performance guarantees, so if you're not happy with the coverage, you could switch right back to them. This New Year's, make a resolution to stop supporting companies that do not align with your values. Go to patriotmobile.com slash CR or call their 100% U.S.-based customer service. I promise you they won't give you an end run. They all speak English. They're all friendly. Call them at 878-PATRIOT. Free activation today with offer code CR. That's patriotmobile.com slash CR or call 9 or 878, new number, new number, 878-PATRIOT to make the switch and join the movement today. So, folks, there's a lot of speculation what's going on on the ground in East Palestine and the surrounding area, what's not. It is shocking, like we said, how it took 10 to 12 days to even make this an issue. You know, it was on my radar when I saw that reporter arrested, uh, you know, last week, I believe on Wednesday, I realized there was something weird going on. Uh, It didn't make sense to me, but I wasn't a subject matter expert, so I didn't want to comment on whether it was the right decision or not to blow it up. But then when we saw the aftermath and they still didn't care, then I knew there was something wrong. And thankfully, it's getting the attention it deserves. So I want you guys to hear firsthand from one of the residents, Heidi Jennings. She lives uh, no more than a quarter mile away from the ground zero of the derailment there in East Palestine. She's a teacher's aide at a school district within the area, and she's already experiencing issues that we're being told don't exist and will not exist, but already have existed. Heidi, thanks so much for joining us today on short notice. Thanks for having me. All righty, Heidi. And, and, and I should point out, um, you know, I, I followed you up. Uh, I was promoting my book on my buddy Chris DeGaulle's show in Philadelphia. And thank you uh, to, to Chris and his producer for sending you my way. So, Heidi, I, I want to work backwards, but what's the state of play right now? Um, I, you know, Norfolk Southern is putting out information saying there's no problem with the air. There will be no problem. There's no health problems. There will be no problem. There's no water problems. There will be no problem. There's no smell. You don't have to worry about that. What, in fact, are you experiencing? Well, I can assure you there is a smell. Um, Every day when we wake up, there is a smell. Today, it seems to be worse than it has been. Um, I just, the information that we get we mostly are getting from 
other community members, um, things like that through Facebook on our East Palestine um, community page. And somebody just put on there today that their husband works across the street right from the derailment and the smell is so bad that they're afraid to leave their job because of pay. And they're literally dumping the contaminated soil into the front yard of this business. Um, so the smell is present. I mean, I personally, I have a headache this morning. Um, I can smell it in my house. I can smell it outside of my house. So it is there. Um, as far as medical stuff, there are so many community members here with medical issues, um, breathing, rashes, sore and scratchy throats, headaches, nausea, um, burning eyes. Um, my family, we personally have some of these things going on right now. And um, I actually have had my 15-year-old daughter at the emergency room um, two, day, two days this week, um, just within the last, like, four days. Um, so it is very real, and, it, and it, I, I feel really horrible for the rest of our community members because we are an elderly, older mm. um, community. There are a lot of those, and there are a lot of young kids. Um, I know personally on our street, we have several infants and they are not back in their homes for fear of what is here. So not everyone came back and did, did some people wind up leaving no. after they realized it wasn't exactly what they expected to come home to? Um, yeah, some people have not returned. Some people have come in just to grab things and go back out. Some people are in hotels still. Some people are staying with family. Um, us personally, we came back the day after the evacuation, which was Thursday. And um, we had so many symptoms of I was coughing so much. I could not catch my breath. I was almost vomiting. My girls had um, burning eyes, headaches. We all had scratchy throats. So we left again. And we stayed in a hotel until Sunday and then came back Sunday evening. And I've been taking my daughter to the hospital with um, symptoms since then. Do you plan on leaving again? I'm not sure. Um, I honestly don't think that we should be in the home. Um, I have had friends offer to let us come and stay. It's just really difficult, like, with school for the girls and sure. then I work in a different school district. So running them back here and then I, I work a half an hour away from here. So um, that kind of thing is difficult. Staying in a hotel is difficult. I mean, as far as cost and stuff like that, um, we're not a high society village here. I mean, people live paycheck to paycheck and things like that. And, um, so you were not offered so, by by any federal agency, state agency, um, or Norfolk Southern to say, "Hey, we're going to do a cleanup the next two weeks or so. Here's some money. Go go rent a place or a hotel somewhere." No, mm -mm. absolutely no, we nothing. Weren't offered. No. And, and have have um, you seen any only... like FEMA or EPA? Um, have they tried to conduct some sort of a public service announcement? Hey, here's the information. Here's what you can do. Here's what we're going to do for you. 
I have not seen anything from FEMA. It was my understanding that Governor DeWine has to ask for FEMA to come, and he has not done that. Um, I, as far as EPA, I've only heard what I've seen on TV from them. Um, well, they haven't really put anything out. I mean, they do put out these fact sheets on coming home and things like that, but it all says that we're safe and all of that, but clearly we're not. <laughs> wow. It's, it's like the zombie apocalypse. I don't understand. Like, what does it look at look like on the ground, the stores, the supermarket, the school, does the schools opened? The school is open. Um, some people have not sent their kids back. Some people have, um, I have one daughter that is going back to school and one that is staying home for medical issues. Um, the stores and stuff are opened. They're just not as busy as what they were before. My daughter works at a, a little diner in town and she works the morning shift for breakfast. And it was usually one of their busiest times. And she said that the other day they were just sitting there because they had nobody come in. So, and has anyone I, I talked mean, to you about the food? Um, not so much food, um, but water. They told us the water's safe, but yet they've told us that we need to be drinking bottled water. So what does that so mean for sure. showers, sink water, things like that, even that, that you don't drink, but you have to use and put on your body? They said it's safe, but um, my daughter and I, after we came home the second time, um, we did take a shower here and run our hands under water, and I washed up laundry, and that is when our rashes started. Wow. So, and, uh, and when you went to the ER, um, yeah. is that in town, or is that a little bit farther away? We went to the ER in Salem, Ohio, and um, it's about 20 minutes, 25 minutes or mm -hmm. so from here. And um, she's gone there twice, once for the rash, and then... I had her there last night. Um, she's been having some breathing issues, trouble breathing. And they did tell me um, that she had some tightness and constriction in her lungs. And she also had irritation that was due to chemical exposure. Wow. And and, and indeed, yeah. on these chemicals are identified in any government literature, academic literature, as causing exactly the symptoms that you described. And that that's short term. Um, what what's scary about yeah. this is that something that could be colorless, odorless, you might not even notice it, could still potentially be a carcinogen down the road. But this is right, you know, off the bat, you're experiencing this. Did you see other people from town at the ER? Um, I did not. There were a lot of people there last night, so I'm not really sure. But I did hear a couple of the nurses talking last night about um, that they have had numerous people come in. Um, experiencing symptoms. Got it. And um, were you last night at, at, at this town hall at all? Could you describe what went on there? I was not there be only because I had my daughter at the ER. Oh, um, right. I did have intentions on going, but we didn't make it. <laughs> so I'm assuming that didn't really clarify things for the residents? Um, as far as things that I have read from community members it didn't sound like they had a lot of clarification on things it, it feels like we're all just basically be t being told the same script 
Um, and, and not saying that our, our mayor or our police and fire, you know, are withholding stuff, but I think they're only being told so much and they're trying to do the best that they can do. And they really do care about um, the safety and health of our community. So I don't really believe that it's them. I think it's coming from the um, higher ups that they're getting their information from and, and, and they're only being told so much too. Sure. Now, and it is interesting that FEMA has been called in because, I mean, this is cross-state. Isn't it true that the Pennsylvania border is, is less than a mile away? Yes, that's correct. So, and, and I've definitely heard of people on the Pennsylvania side experiencing issues. I mean, have you heard people or or scenarios where people are maybe five, ten miles away and noticing some sort of ramification of the explosion? Uh, yes, I have. I have seen things um, on our community page on Facebook where people that are not in the one mile evac zone, um, they have been experiencing very similar things, especially the rashes. Um, I, I have seen a lot of that. Um, there have been um, animals that they're finding that are dead. Um, and those pet owners did get a necropsy, which is an autopsy on an animal. And they, um, some of them did come back. There was a gentleman who had a domesticated fox and his fox came back as vinyl chloride um, poisoning. And someone just lost their indoor cat. um, And the vet said that it was due to chemical exposure. So there are things happening um, with pets and animal and wildlife as well. You know, I'm just listening to this and I'm trying to wrap my intellect around it. It reminds me of just throughout the last few years as people were dying, dying, dying of various things. They're saying it's not happening. And we're like, well, you could debate the extent, but how do you tell me what I'm seeing isn't happening? So it's weird that they're denying even the minimal amount. Like you say, oh, no, I don't think people are going to get cancer. I mean, you could say that because you don't see it right away. But to, to right. suggest that there's nothing prima facie um, that is, wow, that is very bizarre. Are you able to kind of go back? I was curious from day one, trying to figure out the timeline here. So Friday night it was late Friday night, February 3rd, when the derailment happened and you live very close. I mean, a few blocks away. Did you even hear it? Did you know about it? When were you told to evacuate? We did not hear it at all. And, um, I actually had talked to someone who it, pretty much happened in their backyard and they didn't hear it either, which we've all said is very strange. The thing that we noticed was the flames and the black smoke. It was the first thing that we noticed. Um, At night? Yes. It happened um, around nine o'clock that night. Wow. Okay. So you saw it. Yeah. Yeah. You saw it. You didn't hear it. And then, you know, what what led to the evacuation? Like, what was the timeline? Was Saturday normal? We actually were evacuated Friday night. Um, The police drove down our our, down our street and they were on their bullhorn telling people that they needed to get out. This was an evacuation. And the police were also um, coming up on people's porches, knocking on the doors, telling them that they had to leave. Got it. And you went out, went to, took your family to a motel, I'm assuming. Um, yeah. And were, when were you told about the explosion? Um, 
the um the the controlled explosion? Yes. Or yeah, the the um, what was it? Sunday night or mo- Monday afternoon? Yes. Um, we weren't for sure if they were going to do it or they weren't going to do it. So I think it was confirmed maybe Monday morning that they were going to do it. Um, we were still in a hotel at that point, but they there were some people who had decided to stay. So they it kept getting backed up because um, they had the police and the National Guard still here trying to make sure that everybody within that one one mile radius and even a little further out um, that they were getting out and, and getting out safely. And they were trying to keep cars from coming in because some people were trying to come in and get their pets. Mm. Um, so we were made aware of that and we were able to watch it in the lobby of the hotel that we were in that, um, that evening. Got it. And, and just to be clear before, so you evacuated pretty much within a few hours. Did you smell anything at the time of, of the derailment? We smelled it the next morning. Um, my daughter had a wrestling match and we had to come back into town so she could go to her match. Um, and I don't really think that at this point we really weren't sure what what was going on still. We weren't sure that there were actual chemicals and what chemicals we didn't know. And so, um, like, my husband, he stayed at home while we went to the wrestling match. But you could smell it. And it was very strong. The smoke was very thick. Um, you could see the smoke um, from the school, from obviously from my house. But um, the school was, like, maybe a mile and a half from the derailment and you could see the smoke and everything from there. And the smell was very strong, very, very strong. Got it. So it was strong right away. And then I'm assuming it smelled similarly as bad right when you came back after the explosion. And, And what was that Wednesday night, Thursday? We came back Thursday, Thursday afternoon. Thursday afternoon, and you all come into town. What looks different? Does it look different, or it's just the smell? Mostly the smell. Um, you could still smell something strange, it, it, and it's very hard to describe. My girls describe it as wet pennies, and um, after huh. they said that, I'm like, yeah, it does smell like that, almost like this wet copper smell. Um It's very strong today. That's the smell I'm smelling today. But it seems that there's a couple of different smells. Sometimes I smell something that is very, very, very strong, almost chlorine or chemical type. But it's a lot stronger than you would smell at a public pool or something like that. Um, And then there's the the wet penny smell like they they described it. It's 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 amazing that after all this, so that whole week, this was going on that whole week, no one really covered it. Was it in local media? Yes, it was in local media. Um, there were several of the local news channels and cars. Um, we would see them. We would come home briefly just to grab a handful of things, but we would see them in their in their cars driving around town and reporting live from um, downtown. So obviously, I mean, you had to take your girl to the emergency room twice. Um, it seems like yeah. other people have experienced similar symptoms. The smell is very thick. It's there. You, you're, you're saying on some levels get, getting even worse, at least today. So you would think by now you would have some sort of resolution or plan in place. 
Have you even been contacted by anyone? Has anyone come to your home? No. The only people who have come to our home was we called um, the place that Norfolk Southern has contracted out to come and do the air testing in your home. Um, that is the only people that have come here and they did our air tests, but everybody's air tests are coming back with the same numbers and they're all coming back saying that they're fine. They're fine. Um, is, is, is there any effort organized within the town to have people maybe contract with someone private, someone independent, Um, So some of the residents have gone out on their own and they have researched and found um, some companies that will come in and they will do like um, VOC cleanings and um, they will come in and do those kinds of testing. Um, We will have to pay out of pocket for them because um, from what I have been told that Norfolk Southern will not pay for any of that. They will only pay for the, the places that they have contracted out. Of course. No, I mean, that that certainly makes sense. Um, that it is just astounding to me that I mean, we saw this in Florida with the hurricane where there was a question mm-hmm. about FEMA um, and the governor was claiming that the feds were not ponying up. But whether you believed him or not, which I think it turns out he was obviously right the state on their own then paid for it. What what I find troubling here is it seems like you're not getting help either from the state or from the feds um, because they don't want to recognize a problem, which is just, I, I, can't, I can't wrap my arms around this. Uh, so, I mean, is there a growing sense of among your neighbors that you might need to leave? I know a lot of people have been talking about um, they want to put their homes up for sale. But um, obviously, our the property value is going to be really depreciated. So um, it may not be an option for some people. Uh, some people do not want to come back. Um, everybody's just afraid. Everybody's afraid. We don't know what the long-term effects of this are going to be. Um, we don't even know short-term effects, honestly. Uh, so it, everybody is just so worried and so afraid, but at least as a community, we're all sticking together and coming together and trying to help one another to try to um, come up with some kind of solutions or some kind of companies that can come in and help us because we really haven't had that much um, help from anywhere else. So have you gotten any any NGOs or help from outside, maybe within the state nearby, people trying to deliver supplies? Um, I know that there were some supplies and stuff delivered to the Red Cross or the Red Cross at the school where they had the first. um, When we evacuated, they had like a a shelter in, in place there for people that didn't have the means to go anywhere. And then I know local places in the community and outside of the community, they donated things to the hotels where people were staying. Um, We had bottles of water. They provided dinners um, at some places and just hygiene supplies and all kinds of stuff like that. Um, I know that there are other places that are saying, um, come here if you need anything. We have clothing. We have 
supplies, food. Um, so yeah, places have reached out as far as like locally and just outside of our town they yeah. have. But as far as government, I don't really, I haven't really seen any of that. Um, I know Governor DeWine in one of his press conferences did say that um, the sole responsibility was going to fall on Norfolk Southern and they would they would be paying for everything. So what that means, I'm not really sure at this point. Yeah, I mean, typically, as we've seen, whether we like it or not, agree or disagree, we have a very big government, very much a federal government. You have the, you know, Federal Rail Administration under DOT. You got EPA. You got the Chemical Safety Board. um, You got FEMA. I mean, they always get involved with something a fraction of the magnitude of this. And, you know, what you hold the private company accountable for not or not is is a different story. But the immediate help, there, there's just it's this would be astounding even if you didn't experience prima facie symptoms that you felt you needed to go to an ER. It would still be scary. You smell it. We saw the plume. Um, you you got to believe there's potential for long term effects. But when you already see it, everyone's saying it. They're scared. And I think you've already gotten you know, more coverage now. And I think that's what we're just trying to do to ramp up the pressure. Yeah. Um, I know it's <laughs> it's amazing that the Trans- Sec- Secretary of Transportation for 10 consecutive days did not utter a word. It was when Tucker ran that segment Monday night, yeah. 8.24 p.m. is, when he, is yeah. when he made a statement. Literally at that time, I, I cannot... I cannot believe it, but um, certainly let us know what you think needs to be done uh, to get out the word, to to get help. Because uh, just in my mind, again, you don't need to be a hazardous material uh, exposure expert to understand that, you know, anything that was on the ground during that explosion, we all saw what that looked like, has to be yeah. suspect. Um, not just the drinking water, but to me, the food. I just don't understand how the food is safe. Yeah. I mean, when we came home, we threw anything out that was not in a can or there were even some, I mean, we had like cans of pop that we, the kids had left on the counter and I threw those out because even if I were to wipe that down, I didn't want them drinking off of that, that little lid, you know, that little lip of the can, um, just in case there was residue on it. So we did throw a lot of stuff out, um, we 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 bought things and brought them in and tried to store them in places, but I didn't want to clean a whole lot before they came in to do my air test, um, just in case. And we were told not to clean with cleaner to use Dawn dish soap um, because you didn't know if there were if some of that chemical was trapped in your carpet or your furniture, and then you used a chemical. We weren't sure what kind of a reaction that was going to use that was going to mm. create. So. Um, we were just trying to wipe a little bit down. I did take samples from my home um, out of different rooms. I just wiped with a clean paper towel and I put it in a Ziploc bag um, and zipped it up and marked it where it was from and the date, just in case I need those at a later date for anything. Um, I, I've also told some of my neighbors that when they return to their homes that they should be doing the same thing, just in case. Uh, we're all just trying to do what we can do and trying to help each other out. Um, yeah. Wow. No, the, 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 this, this is certainly very, very sad. And, and I think we all wish we can do something. It's also just so unique because it's so invasive. It's so subtle. Um, 
and it's it's kind of this helpless feeling but you know hopefully based on the momentum just from i think monday until now it will force some sort of a resolution on this issue i know a lot of our uh, people are working you know at a federal level to try to get people to raise their voice because that's ultimately uh, how things get done um do you yeah. guys final question here do you guys believe is there this underlying feeling that your geography has played a role um, in this very anomalous response from the federal government? Um, yeah, I kind of do. Um, we are such a small, I mean, we're not even really considered a town. We're just a village. Mm. And I really think that because of the number of people here and how small it really is that, you know, maybe they don't think that it's that big of a deal. Um, we are just a small little village and there's not that many people. So, but we're also not stupid people. Um, we see what we see. We are experiencing what we're experiencing and they aren't. And they need to be made aware of what is going on um, and how bad this is affecting us. Yes. And maybe our children in the future, like what's to say 10, 20 years down the road that our kids are having kids of their own and there's birth defects from whatever they've lived through if they continue to stay here. That is a big concern of mine. That is a big concern. Your your options are limited. Again, it's, uh, people are yeah. not very wealthy in, in that county. Um, to say just pick up and move is never easy. And certainly you have this issue. Who's going to ever want to live there? Um, which is right. which is a very sad uh, reality at this point, and and it does make the options very limited. But it's just shocking. It really is shocking how we're now living in a time where you could see prima facie something going on. I mean, this is what we've been saying all year. I mean, I hate to say it, and I know you guys don't care about politics. You want your lives uh, just back on track. But the thing is. That same governor and that same health director, they were saying things about COVID and certain COVID measures and therapeutics that have since turned out to be absolutely not true. And yeah. and, and it's okay to be wrong initially. And that's the thing. Maybe you feel there's a this was the right thing to do to blow it up, although, you know, they said it's a controlled burning and it sure didn't look like that. And, you know, whether it was, you know, meant to be that way or they made a mistake. But certainly the aftermath was very clear. It wasn't okay to go back. Um, and and then, and yet you could have, you know, like what we have with the VAERS system with the vaccines, the government's own pharmacovigilance shows tens of thousands of deaths, millions of injuries, and they act like it doesn't exist, like it's zero. And I'm almost seeing this play out again. It's not speculation. Will this happen? Which certainly would be a very valid concern given the nature of the chemicals the potency, the smell, and how far it went. But the fact that you're experiencing this right away, I mean, I, I hope you guys could remain safe. We're going to be praying for you. We're going to be pulling for you. We're going to be raising awareness. And you guys just keep us updated and let us know what we can do. Thank you so much. We will. Thanks for joining us. God bless. Take care. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, folks, again, you know, we, we typically have elected officials on the show, people with names, people who are known. Heidi Jennings, just, you know, a, a teacher's aide living in East Palestine, Ohio. Um, this is what 
our government thinks of those people. And and I wasn't going to push it. I don't want to want you know make it political with her. But the reality is, I think we know it's more than just being a small town. It's the type of town it is. Uh, this county voted for Trump three to one. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, we we all know the deal here. We're the expendables. Um, but again, just keep in mind, we know they killed millions of people with the vaccine. And just like this, it's the opening bit. It's a similar thing. Could you imagine if this is what it does right away, what it does in the future? And it's like, you know, it's a carcinogen. All right. Well, maybe maybe it didn't penetrate. Maybe it didn't concentrate. They were like, it diffuses. It diffuses right away. It just you blow it up and diffuses. Yeah, but they're smelling it. Yeah, it smells nothing. Okay, but they're getting the rashes, the itchy throat, the burning eyes, and then even the respiratory issues. And I mean, she said that the people in the ER did say it was due to chemical exposure. I mean, they didn't, you know, which is pretty obvious. So if that's what you're experiencing right away, and aside from the vinyl chloride, there's several other carcinogens that that the EPA has now said were on the train. What in the world? I also find it was interesting because... See, I, I thought that the way they were making the derailment out to be, and certainly the pictures, I was like, even before the ex- the explosion, the derailment was a big deal, especially for a small town. It's interesting that she says that she's about a quarter mile away, didn't hear it, but she says people literally right there didn't hear it. I don't know what to make of that. I don't know. Let me know your comments, questions, concerns. Daniel Horowitz at startmail.com. I had so much more I want to talk about. At some point, I need to get to this case, George Allen Kelly, a rancher in Nogales, Arizona, that is being held for first-degree murder on a million-dollar bail for so-called shooting an illegal alien trafficker when he doesn't even know if he shot him. He fired warning shots to people with AK-47s, and then they found a dead body somewhere. He doesn't even know if he shot him, and if he did during the warning shots, it would have been self-defense. This is really raunchy. Um, Arrested him without ballistics, without any probable cause. Folks, this is the Fourth Reich. It really is. It's one after another. I can't cover it quickly enough. I've been covering a little bit on Twitter. I'm going to have, hopefully, a column out tomorrow. Again, follow me at Conservative Hashtag Nuremberg 2. Please pick up a book and a spare of Rise of the Fourth Reich. Get in your libraries. Get it to everyone you know. This is literally humanity on the line. Till tomorrow, God bless y'all. God bless and protect the people of East Palestine surrounding areas. See you tomorrow.